Welcome to this rebroadcast of Hope in the Night. We hope that the content of this program brings you biblical hope and practical help. Now here's Hope in the Night with June Hunt. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. Well, June, I've seen uh, so many people this summer, and uh, it that seems to be the time of year, but really all year long people are getting married, and um, I think about, you know, if if you knew a, a me of 20, uh, let's see, 26 years ago, let's say, and <laughs> and I were looking for a spouse, uh, or or just even considering that, you know, what what um, what would I look for and those kinds of things, but we've, we have our material called Considering Marriage, and uh so what what do you have to say about that? <laughs> I have to smile and even laugh. One of the things that we have in our material on considering marriage, that's what we call it, considering marriage. Well, we have uh, a long list of what are the wrong motives for, married, for marriage. And it, they're really, really important to know. I, you, you don't have to know the list. It's just, just to realize... That needs to be considered. Like, I want to marry because all my friends are getting married. Mm-hmm. I've heard that over and over and over. You probably have too. Yes. Um, I want to be married because it's a couple's world. I want to be married so I won't feel like a failure. Uh, to fulfill my romantic dreams. To get out of my painful home life. Now, mm. that's a big one. I've... I've talk to many who will and I'm not even asking the question but they'll just say I I got married because the pain of my home was so great growing up uh, I felt I was being rescued and there's merit to un- well it, I, I understand that uh, I want to oh <laughs> I want to get married to get even with the person who rejected me. Hmm. That is absolutely the wrong reason. Uh, I, want to, I want to be uh, in a better family than I had while growing up. I want to prove that I'm stable and I can make a commitment. You know, some people will say, oh, a single person, they, they, what's the matter with them? They just can't make a commitment. That is really not uh, wise. I mean, now, it may be that that would fit some people, certain people. But um, the the most important thing is to be led by the Spirit of God to marry a particular, you know, a, a specific person. It's not marriage for marriage's sake. I had a friend who, that's that's why she wanted to marry. She loved the ideal of marriage. And then I found out, you know, she's, and she found out she really didn't love her husband. She just loved the idea of having a husband. And that did not last, by the way. That marriage did not mm-hmm. last. Uh, she said, uh, uh, wait, wait, another is, I want to prove that I'm not struggling with homosexuality. There are men who, in particular, have said that to me. Uh, I want... Uh, the wholesome family ideal. That's back to what my friend uh, had in her mind in her 20s. Um, I want to please my family. I want to please my friends. I want to please the person I'm dating. 
I want to please God who said it's not good for a man to be alone. Hmm. Well, that, well, but you've got to make sure it's still yeah. God's will and it's God's person for you. Uh, I want to have sex whenever I desire. A man told me that, uh, and he, he just assumed that's what he would have. That did not turn out to be what he expected. Uh, I want to marry because I want to have children. No, you need to marry because it's, this is the marriage partner that God has given you and that you have peace about. Uh, these are my little comments along the side here. I want my children to grow up to, in a, a two-parent home. Uh, that often is a second marriage when a person is saying that. I want someone so I won't be alone. <laughs> I want someone to benefit my career. Wow. That definitely is the wrong motive. I want someone to need me. Mm -mm. Hmm. I want someone to make me happy. By the way, um, anyone who says that needs to realize you don't marry somebody to make you happy or to make you feel secure. Uh, the truth is happiness is based on happenings and happenings change. And many people don't have the values they need to have if they're looking for somebody to just make them happy. I want someone to take care of me financially. Mm -hmm. I understand there are people who do that. I think it's the wrong motive. I want someone to take care of me emotionally. And I want someone with whom I can grow old. Now, there's nothing wrong with wanting someone with whom you grow old but if understand it's well up, up, let me mention this scripture proverbs 21 2 all a man's ways seem right to him but the lord weighs the heart in other words you can think any one of these are right for you but there's a different value system that we need for having a life mate that would be from God. That's what's most important. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. What does the Bible say about anxiety, abuse, or grief? 
Does the Bible really say anything about addiction, boundaries, or dealing with difficult people? As June Hunt has often said, there really are biblical solutions to all of life's struggles. We are excited to let you know about the newest and most comprehensive resource from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart, the Care and Counsel Library. Developed over a span of 35 years with the help of pastors, counselors, and ministry leaders, the Care and Counsel Library is a 50-topic, 10-volume set of books which provide clear answers from God's Word on real-life issues. This is a must-have resource for anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom. And right now, you can save 25% when you get the whole set. Check out the Care and Counsel Library today at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. We'll get to our caller in just a moment. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. That's anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And uh, they'd be happy to help guide you to God's hope through our resources. And we do have Keys for Living that June was uh, speaking from there called Considering Marriage. And that and many other resources are available by calling customer support. And uh, talk to them about what might uh, help you the most. They'll be glad to order that for you and get it on its way to you. The number again, 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you would like to speak with June about something that's happening in your life, and you'd do that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, give us a call at 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-NIGHT-17. And when you call, just leave a detailed message for us. We'll uh, talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. And that number again, 800 night 17 or 800-644-4817. Maybe you have a question for June that uh, you think is, well, it's just kind of a small question, or maybe you're not ready to be on the program, uh, on the live program. That's all right. We still welcome your question by email at askjune at hopefortheheart.org. That's askjune at hopefortheheart.org. And uh, we look forward to covering your question in an upcoming Hope in the Night. Let's get to our caller for tonight, and uh, this evening, we welcome to our program, Sarah. Well, hello, Sarah. Welcome to Hope. Thank you. How can we help you? Uh, yes, I'm just uh, been listening to the program for a while, and uh, just wanted to just just call and just I'm just trying to figure out my way. It's been uh, pretty difficult. Uh, I don't really know again, but I'm in a situation where I'm considering marriage, and um, I'm just gonna make, just trying to make sure that it's the right thing to do. I don't want to do something that's not the right way in God's way. I always pray to God for Him to lead me and guide me and direct me. And here I am calling you guys for help because I listen to your program a lot, and you help a lot of people. Mm. So I just figured I'd like to call you and just. I just need help at this time with things. Well, I think that's wise. Um, it, it's understandable to seek counsel. Um, and, you know, we all need... We, when you, we can't see the future, I mean, I can't see the future, and I don't know anybody else who really can, except I know God sees the future. And He knows 
he says, I know the plans I have for you. This is what's special, Sarah. When in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, he says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So when your will, your independent will, lines up with his will, in other words, you yield your will to his life, you, you, you yield your life to his will, uh, then, then you will have not a perfect relationship. I've never heard of anyone who has a 100% perfect uh, relationship in marriage, but you want the blessing of God on your life. Is that right? I'm I'm saying that. Yes, That's yes. I'm I'm interjecting that. But so um, tell tell me uh, first of all, uh, do you have uh, children? Yes, I do. I have um, three. I have five children total. I have uh, three children from a previous relationship. Um, mm-hmm. The dad, unfortunately, is incarcerated, and I had to mm. get out to save my children and save myself, and we've, we're doing wonderful, and the kids are doing great, just thriving. Um, oldest is 19. I have a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old, and then um, I have a new relationship with a 3-year-old and a 10-month-old. Wow. So, 3-year-old um, and a 10-month. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, are you indicating that you said you're considering marriage? Does that mean you're considering marriage to the father also of the three-year-old and and the 10-month-old? Okay. Yes. Um, Um, I was doing a lot of counseling and everything after the relationship uh, didn't work with the uh, three older children, so... Um, I had met someone when I was doing the counseling, and uh, really good guy. Um, but just I'm just a little concerned because uh, he doesn't have his citizenship, and it's really pressuring me a lot to do something now, quick, and to get him out of the situation. And I'm feeling a lot of pressure. I don't want to make a mistake, and I always just ask God to lead me and guide me and direct me, but I'm really at a loss because I feel a lot of pressure, and there's something that's holding me back saying, don't do it, but then I'm a helper. I'm, uh, you know, I want to help other people, and, but in this point, I need to help myself and my children to realize, is this who God's sending me? Because I'm not, I feel like I'm, a lot of the time, not very happy, and I don't know if that would mean, you know, is this the right person, or is this the red flags to, to not go forward with this? Hmm. Very interesting. So, what you're saying is, here is someone that uh, you've had two children with. Uh, you're not married to him, uh, but what I'm hearing is you've indicated that you pray a lot for. Um, it, what? What? Tell, tell me what you're actually praying. I'm just asking God to lead me and. Get- and direct me and what he has planned for me. I want to be happy. I want the kids to be happy. I want God to be number one in our relationship and not, mm. I don't want to be um, 
I feel like I'm almost being, I don't really want to say, I don't know what the word would be to use, but help someone to gain their citizenship because they want to go back to their country and that's their dream. And I don't know if that's my dream. I don't know if that's what God's dream is for me because I'm scared about leaving this country and going to another country to start a new life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what I'm hearing you say is you don't want to just be used by virtue of marriage in order for him to get his citizenship in a particular yeah. way by by virtue of marriage, and yet... Um, and there are many stories where it is true that once the marriage takes place and certain legal uh, citizenship is uh, received, then the wife is is dumped. And you don't want that. I don't want that for you. God does not want that for you. Now, cons- consider this. Uh, and I'm, I'm just going to reflect i'm going to be like a mirror with okay. what you've said you've said i you're asking god to lead me that's what you said uh-huh. and and you want god to be number 1 in not just your life but in your family's life is that correct yeah. okay yeah. well could could you just help me um have has there been a time in your life where you know You've humbled your heart and received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, giving Him control of your life. Or is that something? uh, I have. I was at a birthday party for my uh, 14-year-old daughter, and uh, we were at the birthday party, and someone asked, was at a church? And it was a pastor and his wife, and she asked me if uh, if I've accepted Jesus Christ into my heart. And I told her, no, I had not. And this was four years ago four and a half years ago, and I asked her to, you know, if I could, and she took me in the back and, and, you know, asked, she said, you need to ask God to be in your heart, forgive you of your sins, and and I did accept Jesus Christ into my heart. Um, That was about four and a half years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, did your life change at all then, or not really? It did, um... I feel like it did. It did. I mean, I uh, felt God come, you know, and, and just let me know that He was by my side. I felt that. I started reading the Bible. Everything, not everything, but a lot of stuff started making more sense. And, uh, yes, I did feel that it did change me some, but okay. I still feel still feeling that little bit of confusion still. Well, the reason I asked is... Um, now, you may have grown up with the Bible. I did not. Uh, what was your experience of even knowing what God says? Um, I was raised, to, we grew up and with the church. My mom and dad got a divorce um, at an early age. Uh, my uh-huh. mom got cheated on by my dad when I was about three months old, and then mm. um, he cheated on my mom with his secretary when I was about five years old. That was about kindergarten age. And that was really hard mm, to watch yes. my mom go through. Mm. 
he's married to his secretary today. They've been married um, all that time. So that's really mm-hmm. hard for my mom. And I and the reason that I bring that up is because I I know this may be some of my personal issues is why, you know, I want to, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's my personal issues just because I saw a negative marriage, you know, kind of go really bad. I always saw my mom so sad uh, mm. about my dad not cheating, you know, cheating on her with somebody else and picking someone else, and that's who he's married with today. So I don't want to be missing out on something that is a blessing, but I also want to marry someone that wants to marry me for me, to love me, not needing something, not wanting something. Um, To me, that seems like it's a little bit of a game, like I need this, help me, fix me, you know, and I'm going, I want to do that, but I don't want to... To me, marriage, and I always said that because I saw my parents go through the horrible divorce. Mm. My mom just so emotionally distraught from it. Still today, she still got over it. Um, I just want to make sure it's the right thing. It's mm-hmm. a very big decision for me watching that. I want to really make sure that this is, you know, someone loves me for me, not because they need something. Mm-hmm. Well, in terms of what God plans for us in terms of anyone who is called to marry someone else, he has a a, a plan, and that is uh, it's one of the first chapters in the Bible. It's in uh, Genesis two: a man will leave father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. Now, the one flesh union is the sexual union designed for marriage. And um, so, and then you learn also that within the context of, of marriage, what kind of person are we to marry in terms of a person who is a believer? Uh, the Bible says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What fellowship does light have with darkness? It says, come come out from them and be separate. So it, it matters the character of another person. It matters what kind of individual are you, would you be yoking yourself to? God clearly says that's important. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as His precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. 
Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. The World Class Hope Together Conference is returning to Allen, Texas this October with leading experts and over 50 ministry training sessions, including crisis and trauma response, lay counseling, marriage and family, mental and emotional health, life coaching, and leadership. Hear from dynamic speakers featuring Nick Vujicic, Taya Kyle, Gary Wilkerson, James Ward, General Bob Dees, Steve Arterburn, Dr. Joshua Straub, Dr. Eric Scalise, and our very own June Hunt. Join a genuine supportive community of like-minded friends and leaders who have answered the call and discover our growing network with year-round support for your ministry needs. Register now at hopetogether.com. That's hopetogether.com. And don't miss the life-changing experience of the Hope Together Conference. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry. We thank you. If you have any questions or concerns about the topic of marriage, you can get in touch with us. We have uh, many resources there that would help you. Just talk to customer support, and they'd be able to point you to the right resources for you, or maybe even as you help someone else to deal with these uh, situations that come up. So uh, customer support is available anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time at 800-488-HOPE. And our keys for living we recommend tonight called Considering Marriage, and that's available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you prefer to email them, you may do so at customer support at hopefortheheart.org and ask them any questions you have regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. That email again, customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Now back to our conversation with Sarah. Well, my friend... Um, since we're talking about your life, and your life is very important, um, you're, you're right to try to evaluate. By the way, I'm so sorry for the betrayal uh, that your mom experienced. Obviously, uh, that was highly impactful on her as well as on you. And I know you hurt for her even as a child, you know, in, in, uh, you know, as, as her daughter in that situation, it's, it's uh, gruesome when um, it, that, that's occurring. I, I, I know it from both sides where my mom was the other woman. And then also my dad had other women and, um, uh, there, there's no substitute than ultimately individually yielding your will to the will of the Lord and just do live life His way. Um, but I grew up in the bizarreness of some of what you experienced. I'm so sorry. Um, the qu- the question I'm going to have is: um, 
since the Bible does talk about how there is to be the sexual union after marriage, is there a reason that uh, you did not marry this man that you uh, have two children with? Um, I think that I was just, whenever I met him, I was uh, really trying to get myself back um, right after the first relationship didn't work. There was a lot of uh, abuse, and I had to go through counseling and actually Mm -hmm. had to go through a a lot of therapy with the oldest, um, the 19-year-old. He had a you know, some abuse, so I had to get out, and I was mm-hmm. helping myself get better. I was helping myself try to, you know, see the light again after all of that had happened, the person you think that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't work out, so you take the time for yourself, and I, that's what I did, to seek counselors and just help, just to try to get myself right. So that's the reason that I don't think that I got married, because I wasn't looking mm-hmm. for anything whenever I met uh, the man that is the two youngest children's uh, father. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't looking for anything. I was looking to get myself back again and uh, mm-hmm. enjoy life again and just start over. So it wasn't like I was looking for anything. And yes, I did do wrong by having children. I know in the Bible it says, you know, I'm not going to say I would take back what I did, but, uh, you know, you learn from those and you move on. But I didn't think that I, you know, marriage at that point would, uh, mm-hmm. you know, help the situation. And I didn't realize his situation either. I didn't realize that he, you know, the things that he needed were citizenship. At that point, that wasn't even addressed. I was totally blind with that. So mm-hmm. uh, once I found that out, I was going, oh, well, this is, different. He needs something. And I don't know if I just want to do that just to help him. I don't know. And that's why I'm here with you now, because I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's vital that you, where you are now, and by the way, everybody's blown it. Everybody's chosen wrong. But the, the key for all of us is we repent. Repentance means you're driving down a street and then you go, oh, it's a one-way street and I'm going the wrong way on the one-way street. Repentance is turning. It means you have a change of mind with a change of direction. And that's what I perceive you described that occurred, like you said, four years ago, you gave your life to Christ. Is that correct? Okay. Well, what that means, if we look at, is this from God's perspective, um, when we look at the Word of God, which the Bible is authored by God, and the Bible even uh, is clear. Uh, all Scripture is God-breathed. So he's, he initiated the words that were to be written by human, human beings, but he is the author. Uh, by the way, one time I had no 
I remember even asking, well, who wrote the Bible? And I, I had no idea. I mean, I was, I, because I was not raised yeah. at all with the Bible. Yeah. And so the, the point is, the, the closer you are in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the Bible says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. That Lord means master, ruler, owner. You give him ownership of you. you. You're not your own. In fact, the Bible even says we were bought with a price. Our bodies are not our own. Um, it, it, bought with a price means Jesus paid the ultimate price for you and for me so that if we receive him as our Lord and Savior and give him control of our lives, um, he literally forgives us of all of our sin. And most of all, we enter into a relationship with him. Now, you mentioned something that I think is key. You indicated that there's something, that you, that's what you, you said, something is holding me back from marrying this man. Um, if something is, if, if you do not have the peace of God about marrying this man, you need to know that one of the functions of the Spirit of Christ, that's the Holy Spirit, he, he gives us fruit called love, joy, peace, and there are nine fruit of the Spirit. Well, the peace, now consider this. If I'm going to ask you, is God all-powerful? Yes. Does he have the power to give you peace or a lack of peace? Yes. Okay, that's correct. So one of the ways to know the will of God is do you have the supernatural peace of God that this is your life partner for the future. I know that, well, the, see, the, yeah, you said no. So um, I can say this. Sometimes I do, but sometimes I don't. But there's certain situations which sound silly, but animals are super important to me, and he doesn't like my animals. He doesn't want my dog. You know, he makes them feel very uncomfortable. And that sounds so childish and so silly, but that's one of the things that I love animals, and I love my animals, and he doesn't, and that's so childish, and I probably shouldn't even have brought it up, but there's things that are important to me like that, that it's just, you know, that's not at peace. I mean, it makes me feel nervous and makes them feel nervous, and my other children, mm -hmm. my other three children are not at peace, you know? Wow, that's huge right there. Well, in, in regard to uh, your pets, um, that they're part of your family. They are family. And I know they're not human beings, but the joy. Their peace is so important to me. They're like on the couch, if they're on the couch, you'll come in and get down, you know, really forceful. And I'm not, I'm a, very, I'm a very sensitive person, and to that, it's just like I just shake my head and just like, no, like, 
oh, that bothers me. Just That's just one little thing, you know, but it's big to me. Don't, that's not a little thing. And this is not being childish at all. Uh, you observe how people treat others, whether it's other human beings or even pets. I respect... I mean, I, if they're... God says to love the animals, to love everyone, you know, to treat everybody with respect and love. And yeah. oh, I've just been battling with that a lot. Well, I don't think that's a, a battle by virtue of what's right and wrong. Um, there is a... Human beings are in a different position than animals, but um, there is a sense of kindness and compassion that we are to extend to all creatures. And um, if there is... See, now, remember I, I mentioned that where the Lord tells us do not be unequally yoked. Do you understand that being offensive or cruel or harsh treatment toward what you value, I, um, that you're not equally yoked. Does that make sense? Now, it because, because, in other words, this is so important to you, meaning um, your pets. And, again, we're talking about how, how he is treating them. And I'm hearing that he has a negative, not only tone of voice, but words. Uh, and, by the way, animals pick that up. They know. And I'm seeing it, and that's very hard for me to watch. Well, this could be a way where God is communicating to you that you're not equally yoked. When we come back, I'm going to ask you about does he say, or what does he say in regard to Jesus Christ? As Is he an authentic Christian? who has given Jesus Christ control of his life, or not really so. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. 
will protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, we want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. Welcome back to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. We uh, have resources for you if you would like to get in touch with our customer support team. They'd be happy to let you know what might be the the best resources for you to order through them. And uh, we have Keys for Living we recommend tonight called Considering Marriage and Customer Support. We'd be happy to help you to know whether that resource or some other of ours uh, would be helpful for you as well. Their number is 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'd be happy again to guide you to God's hope through our resources. Their number 800-488-4673. Let's return now to our conversation with Sarah. All right, sweet Sarah. I want to know, um, what is the spiritual journey of this man in terms of his relationship or lack of relationship uh, with the God of the Bible, God, Jesus Christ. Well, he really, you know, puts him first. We go to church on Sundays and um, he, you know, says that he, and he reads the Bible and, and, everything like that. So to my knowledge, you know, he puts God first. He's wanting to get baptized again. Um, But I really don't know his personal journey with him, but I do know that he, you know, reads the Bible and we go to church on Sundays and and everything like that. So Mm -hmm. whenever I met him, I had a Bible in my car. And whenever he saw that, he said, I really was interested in speaking any further because I saw the Bible that you had. And I had my uh, my three other children with me at that time. So yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like uh, God is very important to him. Okay. All right. And um, you said something that I definitely took note of, and that is I thought you said that the other tr- three children, the older children, um, that that was uh, that. This is not. Well, I'm gonna let you. T- I'll, I'll ask you. What did you say that was their opinion about you marrying him? They don't like the fact that 
I even, uh, you know, entertain that. They don't, they don't think that he cares about them. Um, he thinks that they're, you know, not nice to him, to them. And uh, the oldest, the 19-year-old is in college, so he's uh, doing his own thing. But the 14-year-old and 10-year-old just, they really want me to be happy and they just see what struggles that I'm going through and, and it just bothers them. And they don't think that I need to get married. Uh, my 14-year-old knew that I was coming on the program. Uh, she listens to you guys, too, and she was very happy that I was going to speak with someone to get some guidance on it. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like they love you. Is that right? Yes, we, they do love me, and we've been through a lot together. So they just want me to be happy and want me to be safe and they want to be happy and safe, too. Okay. Well, I'm also going to send you something that I think will be not only beneficial to you, but beneficial to you as a mother of children for you for decision-making purposes. And that is, it's called decision-making, discerning the will of God. And the reason... uh, I want to send this to you, is how do you make wise decisions? See, I'm hearing you say that you didn't anticipate what happened with your first husband, but he's incarcerated, there was much abuse, all these things that you did not ever, you you weren't signing up for that. That's not what you thought you would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that has and i think you know that because of their experience um they're going to, they they could have some challenges with feeling secure because children typically look to parents um like initially you and whoever the parents are, you know, uh, let's say here's a mother and a father, they will represent typically the most important people, meaning they represent God. Um, and therefore, God's intention is that many of the needs that we all have when we're growing up for love, significance, and security. Those are the three inner needs that that we all have. They're God-given needs. Well, if that's not met within the family uh, of origin, uh, therefore, kids can grow up insecure. Is that making sense, what I'm saying? Yes. And so, as such, um, they care about your security because I I understand why they would love you and want you protected. Um, And so, I think it's important to see, is there a confirmation from others that know you well, and in this case, your three children, the oldest children, they know you very well, and 
um, uh, you know, I I would say one of the most important things to do is to, when we have a decision to make, and understand when there's already been a sexual union, that skews objectivity. It skews being objective. But nevertheless, if you're, you're, if you're saying, but from this point on, I want to do it God's way, whatever it is, I want to do what God wants me to do. Well, there are principles for us to go by. And that's why I'm going to send you our material on decision-making. What are the decisions that, that God blesses? I can promise you this is going to be so helpful to you. Thank but you. Because when, and, and I appreciate that you, I want to thank you for wanting to do what God wants you to do. Uh, and sometimes we don't even... He's never, you know, since I've given my life to him, he's never given up on me and he's given me strength and that's why I'm calling. Not, You know, I just want to just put it out there and just, I want to help myself, but I want to help other people that might be in this position as well. Yes. Well, uh, your decisions um, receive God's blessing when you're willing to obey God. And that's in the Bible, in Isaiah 1, verse 19, we read, If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. That's just one of the many passages. Uh, Your decisions should be based on God's revealed will. What is his revealed will? It's in the Bible. What has God said? And um, the, the advantage of us having access to the Holy Bible uh, is that he will enable us to make wise decisions by virtue of his principles. Now, God also can speak individually and per- personally giving you um, through, through his spirit, he will give you a peace or a lack of peace, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and, and so uh, your, your decisions also reveal the desires of your heart. Um, in Psalm 119, we read, I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I have set my heart on your laws. And so this means that we want our hearts to be aligned with his heart for us. And a lot of people are not aware that part of God's plan is to reveal his will to us. And some people have no idea. In fact, I'll say it this way. Um, God has already determined his will for you, even when you don't know it. I'm going to tell you a very important passage. It's Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance 
for us to do, meaning God has pre-planned what is his will for you. So it's not just some obscure thing that happens somewhere along the way. Well, oh, gee, I've got a fork in the road. Uh, do I do this or do I not? Uh, do I marry him or do I? Look, God has already determined for you. And that's what is imperative. And the Bible even desires to reveal his will to you. It's not like he just knows, but he's going to hide behind some rock. The Bible says, The God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one, that's Jesus, and to hear words from his mouth. That's Acts twenty-two fourteen. Now, one thing about God's will is... Uh, if we could see a blueprint, uh, that means if you're building a house and you have, have you ever worked with a blueprint or not really? No, not really. Okay. Well, uh, you, you see this, it's called a blueprint. And uh, before a house is built or sometimes at different times you can remodel and there's a blueprint. and But they'll show you where all the electrical outlets are. Uh, where the door frames are, it's just it's the whole thing, but it's not yet done. It's going to be done. My point is, God's will is not like you seeing a, the blueprint. Instead, God unrolls the scroll one line at a time. And I'm going to be candid with you because you've called and you've asked. Uh, for my for what I believe God is leading me to say I can't hear that you have the peace of God at, about marrying him I'm not confident that he has the characteristics that um, I would be concerned with his attitude toward what you love and certainly your children don't even believe he's right for you. Um, I'm not saying he doesn't have some good qualities, but what I am saying is I have not heard anything that lines up, including even uh, from a, a marital standpoint. Yes, you have children, but we're unmarried, so he, he wasn't going by God's design either, by God's written word. And so I, I think you would need to, either it's the wrong time, <laughs> there'd be, have to be a lot of change. Uh, but right now, this, I don't hear that it's God's will. We will send the keys for living called decision-making, discerning the will of God. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. And we do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. And we thank you for that. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you 
Hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.